0: I'm Megan Thudium and welcome to the B2B Content Quarter podcast. another B2B Content Corner podcast. I'm so happy to have you here today for another episode about B2B marketing and B2B content marketing. And today we have a very special guest with us today. Our guest is Jennifer Glass from the United States. And I just want to briefly introduce her to you before we hear from her. So Jennifer Glass is the CEO of Business Growth Strategies International. She is a business growth expert who works with small to medium sized businesses to help them find the money they are leaving on the table. She's the author of multiple works, including her latest work, It's the Bottom Line That Matters series. So she's going to bring a lot of insight on business growth and also messaging and marketing and why that's so important for B2B companies. So that's the topic that we're going to be diving in today. Thank you so much for joining me, Jennifer.
1: Thank you so much, Megan, for having me. I want to thank all your listeners in advance for taking the moment out of your day. I know you're listening to this on your coffee break, on your way to work really great that you're taking the effort or you're making the effort improving your business because you are driving the economies in your region. And it's great that you're making that effort and keep it up.
0: Very true. Thank you for that plug. That is 100% true. Today we're gonna be talking about marketing messaging and how you can use marketing messaging to drive conversions and why that's so important for B2B companies. Now, to start us off on the right track, I just want to hear a little bit from you, Jennifer, about why you think marketing messaging is so important for us to talk about and why do you think B2B companies fall short when it comes to their messaging?
1: That's a great question, Megan, and here's the uh, key. We all know what it means to properly get the message out about what it is that we do to our ideal uh, prospects or avatars. The problem is that so many businesses think that they can go out there and they can start marketing. They're not necessarily marketing at anybody in particular. They're just going out there and saying, use us. Think about the business traveler that's looking to book a flight on United, on American Airlines, on British Airways, on Lufthansa, on name the airline. Uh, If you're looking at booking a business class seat, is there a difference? Probably not. The problem is that the airlines are marketing at the lower end of the spectrum because they're constantly pushing out. $99 fares, $200 fares to London Heathrow, whatever it may be in terms of what they're offering. And it falls short in terms of making clear the um, value proposition to the business traveler who's deciding between this or that. Same thing if you're looking at an accounting system, right? The accounting system, QuickBooks as an example, is great for the small business, but They don't talk to the big business. What is the messaging that we're doing? What is it that we're trying to really get out there? Because if I have a much larger entity, I may not qualify in terms of my needs for a smaller product, but I may not know about the bigger product if I'm not in that realm yet. So messaging falls short in terms of where we're going and we'll kind of dive into the buyer journey, the customer journey, the value journey, call it what you will in terms of what that is and how the messaging in there and what we call our conversion equation is going to really make that difference. What is it that's going to really help you in the process to make sure that your messaging is going to really fall in line with what your list what your audience wants? And make that 100 touches on average for a cold audience go down to 5 to 12 touches on a warm audience. And when it does that through our conversion equation, your audience, your avatars are going to be a lot more likely to want to buy. All about making the now buyers, which are 1% to 3% of the marketplace, extend to being the someday maybe never buyers and getting them closer to buying now as opposed to. Maybe never. Uh, And that's where we want to make sure that all of you are going to be in that position to get a lot more, a lot more buyers in the shorter period, rather than the longer term, or possibly never, but we want to make it more likely that you're going to be getting buyers.
0: Yeah, we want to convert those people who are in the bottom of the funnel or further down the the journey, or I'm sure you'll describe it in the way of your conversion equations. A, A key thing that you actually said there, and I wanted to touch on it, is in the beginning you said value. And I want to just pull this word out really quick because messaging is very important, but it's only valuable to your customer, right? If you truly understand them and you've done the digging to the avatars, but even further than that. Can you elaborate anything on that? What that actually means for you to be putting that process together to even get to the point of messaging correctly?
1: Absolutely. So think about it from this perspective. If I am marketing and I'm going to use a consumer product, there's a lot of female products that are out there. We all know what they are. If you're marketing that to the marketplace and Most of the people that are going to be looking at the messaging may be men. And I'm using as an example, if I'm advertising in a cigar magazine, if I'm advertising in a boating magazine. Now, does that mean women are not reading those publications? No. But the demos typically are going to be skewed more towards men. Or conversely, if you're using Pinterest, And you're marketing a male product right now again women have 80 percent of the viewership on pinterest and men are looking more at the cigar magazine and the boating magazine and things along those lines if we are marketing in the wrong area we're not going to necessarily hit our avatar because it doesn't make sense think about that now in a business way if i'm advertising in a trade publication for something that does not make sense to the ideal or to the typical reader in that publication, I'm missing the mark again. What I have to do is I have to show value and I have to explain what the solution is to somebody's problem that they don't want. You know, it's a problem they don't want, but they have. It's a solution they want that they don't have. So when you can work those answers in, in terms of where you are in your messaging and looking at your avatar, your ideal prospect and what it is that is bothering them, the more likely you are going to convert that person into a prospect from a general universal lead. And here's the key thing that you really want to remember. There's a statistic, a study rather from UC San Diego a couple of years ago that said we humans take in 34 gigabit of data on a daily basis. What does that mean? Think about your cell phone. A lot of us have a cell phone, it's maybe 32 or 64 gigabit of data. Your cell phone may have less storage than the amount of data we consume on a daily basis. Think about that for a second. If our cell phone has less data or less storage than the amount of data we consume on a daily basis. And what do I mean by data we consume on a daily basis? All of the things that our brain has to adjust, address, right? If we wake up in the morning and the alarm clock is going off or our children are crying, that's one piece of data that our brain is immediately addressing. Another thing is when we head out the door, We have to remember to lock the door, we have to get into our car, we're driving, there's stop signs, there's other cars, there's pedestrians, there's traffic signals, all of that, that's data. We look at our phones, that's data. We are dealing with bombardments of advertising in all different corners, that's data. Our brains have evolved in order to put up a wall to stop unnecessary information from penetrating our minds. So we have become numb to so much information because it's just information overload. 34 gigabit of data is information overload and our brains are not built to process that much data on a daily basis. So what we do is we put up these walls. And so when you're going out and you are marketing something that you're trying to put out into the marketplace, if it does not immediately address what is called the thought zone, what is in our mind, what is keeping us awake at night, what our pain points are, your messaging is going to fall short. And so what you really need to be paying attention to are your avatars, these ideal rep- or the representations of your ideal prospect. If you can make sure that your ideal prospect is getting the right messaging at the right time with the right offer, you're going to have a much better opportunity at closing that person into a prospect, into a customer. If it's not, it's going to be a much more difficult challenge as you're trying to address where you're going. The value, needs to be there in terms of what we're showing if we look at it here's the problem i have too many people in my business my accounting software and hr system needs to accommodate for all of these situations but it's getting too small so i need to figure out what the problem is well i realize the problem is the accounting and hr system is getting too small I start looking at information. Where does that information take me? Hopefully at some point using our conversion equation, which we'll touch on, is going to help me make that decision that I want to get your white paper. I want to get your case study. I want to get something from you so that we can start the conversation and move me along the buyer's journey to get me ultimately to where I buy. Uh,
0: All of those points are... 100% 100% valid and i think we've talked about this quite often already on the podcast is i think a lot of marketers in general take messaging and uh, the customer journey and these things that we're talking about for granted they're like we've done the data analysis we put it together but that's really just the beginning of it is really pulling it all together in a continuous manner and making sure that you really understand this, who this person is and these triggers that like you were talking about and these behaviors and when to actually meet them at their needs and what those needs are is key for our growth um, into 2021 and beyond.
1: Absolutely. We need to focus on our customers because without customers, we don't have a business.
0: <laughs> when, yeah, good, totally. No, that's very true. We wouldn't be here without them. So this is great. I think we've definitely have pinpointed why this is definitely relevant. And I also want to just quickly add, this has already been talked about on the podcast, but again, this will be even more relevant going into the new year and beyond. A lot of things, I think COVID has kind of made people, if you're not messaging correctly to them, they turn off even quicker. So that's, they're that one point of the equation, but even the fact of where marketing is moving is if you're not doing everything that you're saying, Jennifer, you're going to miss the mark in your marketing. You're not gonna make the sales and get the B2B growth that you're looking for.
1: Absolutely, and the other key thing, by the way, I don't know if we'll necessarily touch on this or not, But one thing to keep in mind also is the use of video in your messaging, especially today, because we were so used to before having face-to-face contact and video messaging today in terms of the sales process, in terms of what you're doing and helping your um, clients in terms of what they're doing, uh, reach more opportunity is the use of video right? We know video messaging, a HubSpot study said 400% more um, opportunity in terms of the ability to close when you use video. There's other studies that also showed significant increases in terms of use of video messaging. So again, those are additional touches that we talk about as part of that journey, but it's another way that we can look at in terms of where we're going with that as well.
0: Yes, video in general has been a trend, right, over the last couple of years. But I like how you really narrowed in that with COVID and everything happening, especially in 2020, video is 100% even more relevant to make those personal connections and to sell, um, do the social selling part of it and remain in front of your customers. So this is great. Now, Jennifer, I would like to transition our conversation to your conversion equation, since you're the expert on it. And why don't you just start us off with explaining what it is and why you think it's relevant for B2B companies?
1: Absolutely, so the conversion equation is a proven system that we've developed. It goes like this. It's interrupt, engage, educate, an offer. And I'll explain exactly what each of those sections are in just a moment. But what you want to be paying attention to, again, you have the marketplace, you have your now buyers. Your now buyers, like we said before, that one to 3% of the marketplace are now buyers. If I need something, right, if I need a new desk in my office, I can go to the office supply store and I can buy the desk because I have somebody coming working for me or my desk broke, I need to replace it. That's not something I'm necessarily going to be shopping around for. So something I'm going to be buying right now. It's just like, if your throat hurts, you go to the doctor. You're not going to start calling around to 10 different doctors and asking what's your strength or weakness. Whereas a specialist, you might, right? That's a difference. Go back now to the some point, maybe buyers, What is going to make me say, this is going to be why I want to work with you. This is where the conversion equation really comes into play because the now buyers, the conversion equation really isn't applicable because if you need to buy that desk, you need to get that phone, you need to, whatever it is you need, you already need that right now. The someday maybe buyers are the ones you want to move from someday maybe and possibly the never into realistic opportunities. So what are we talking about? And by the way, this works whether you're face-to-face in a networking meeting, it works if you're, are, if you're doing a webinar, it works if you are doing a, a general group program, and it works in print and online marketing as well. So the interrupt that is the first step of the process is the headline. It is the very first thing that you say, the first thing your prospect sees or hears in terms of what is actually going on, why they need to uh, speak with you. It's the first thing in any marketing collateral, radio, print, online, in-person, whatever it is that somebody sees. What somebody asks you what it is you do, it is the first thing they hear of what it is you do. It addresses the pain point. The first word's out of your mouth. That's your headline and it has to address, like I said, the problem your prospect has and doesn't want or the solution they want but don't have. The engage is your subheadline. It's the second thing your prospect sees or hears and it has to address the result your prospect wants again but doesn't necessarily have the educate is the information that you're providing it's what's actually going out there and this is the third step it's either verbally or in writing and it presents evidence to your prospects that you and or your products or services are superior in every in every way to your competition the problem is though, is that most businesses fail in differentiating themselves from their competition the primary way that most businesses do that is by price, and pricing is the worst differentiator because it becomes a commodity then. And what you have to do is you have to innovate your business to create what we what we refer to as your market dominating position, and we can talk about that in a moment. Once your business is unique and it stands out from the uh, stands out from the crowd, and it makes your prospects say to themselves, they have to be absolute idiots why they would not buy from you, that's where finally the offer then comes in. And again, it's a compelling offer that you need to make here. And that is going to hopefully move your um, prospect into them ultimately becoming your client. I'm sorry, my brain is talking faster than my mouth. Um, But in terms of the process, where a lot of marketers really need to be focused on You want to be driving the message home at each step of the way. And so many businesses fail in several of these different areas. And that's why sales often comes back to marketing. You're not giving me qualified leads. Marketing goes back to sales. We're giving you all of the leads. You're just not doing anything with it. So there's that internal struggle. And I've been on meetings where people have actually almost gotten into fistfights Because sales and marketing aren't seeing eye to eye in terms of what's happening. As we, as marketers, we have to be focused in on that area to make sure that what sales is getting, they understand what it is that we are producing. They understand the value behind these ads, the messaging that's going out there. But what we need to do as marketers, more importantly, is we have to properly address the problem, right? Too often we have a catch-all. Somebody comes into a website, they fill out a form. The form isn't necessarily qualifying the prospect before, but what we want to do is we want to make sure these are the right people coming in at the right time. If somebody is just at the beginning stages, we don't want them going into the closing stage because sales is not going to close them if they're not ready to be closed. Where we want, What we do want to do is we want to drive that initial person to see the white paper, the case study, get a demo, but not to be closed.
0: Sorry. All right, that's, I just wanted to add really quick that that's exactly what we're you're trying to say here, right? Messaging and how if you really are able to narrow into your messaging at each part of your equation that you're talking about, you're going to be able to actually also qualify your leads, correct?
1: Absolutely. And at each stage of the process, the conversion equation comes into play. Whether it's the awareness stage, it's the uh, problem stage, it's the demo stage, each of these stages, the conversion equation comes into play because the only way you can close that process is by moving it along. One of the things that COVID has done to the marketplace is it's really caused a problem to a lot of salespeople because we used to be accustomed to getting a lot more commission, a lot more bonuses based on people buying. But people are not buying in the same way they did pre-COVID. What we as marketers need to do is we need to generate new opportunities that are really going to be clear. In other words, we can't be going out there. Think about going into a store. If you walk into a store and the salesman says, these just came in, this is here, this is there, and they're 20% off if you buy right now. We're not ready to buy, but if you elicit a conversation from me, things may be entirely different. And that's exactly what the messaging is. In other words, we don't wanna push the close again, like I said before, we don't wanna push the close right now. We wanna close the process here, move that milestone down the uh, channel. If I use an American football analogy, move it a yard down the field to get closer to the touchdown. And I'm sure in European football, there's something similar, although honestly soccer to me is not as well known, but for the Europeans out there, I don't mean any disrespect. I just, I follow more of the American sports.
0: No worries. Well, no, this is all great and fantastic. So maybe a good way to wrap up everything that you've been saying, which it's all of value. And I think will definitely help B2B uh, marketers and their messaging and why it's so important, especially right now. Can you paint a picture for us really quick? Give us a couple practical examples, maybe uh, of clients and customers that you've already been working with. What does this look like? Actually laying this out in the process and an example probably would be helpful.
1: Absolutely. So let's take an accounting firm. An accounting firm typically addresses individual tax returns. The problem is There's so limited work that can actually happen there throughout the year because here in the United States, February to April is the primary time most accounting firms get the personal tax returns. I don't know what the European setup is like, but I would imagine it's something similar. When we look at the accounting firms and we set them up as, well, we can do corporate returns, we can do consulting, because at the end of the day, one of the biggest ways that accounting firms can grow is when they offer financial advice throughout the year. They offer a retainer to clients to say, listen, you have any questions that come up over the year, we can work with you. We can handle your bookkeeping. We can handle your quarterly corporate returns. We can do all of those pieces. So what do we do? We set them up on a conversion equation and paying careful attention to each step of the process along the way. If right now I am a startup business, I may not be looking at getting an accounting firm because I may not have the cash to cover an accounting firm doing everything for me during the year. So I may be looking at a lower cost opportunity to do that. But what can the accounting firm do? They can offer me a different downsell product, which is going to offer me an hourly rate instead of a monthly retainer to answer questions, file, whatever, because then at least I control my costs. So that's one of the messaging opportunities that are there. And it's qualified in the process if the marketing is designed right. In other words, if I do a marketing piece targeted to startups, I'm going to say the average accounting bill over the course of the year can be $15,000 or more, depending on the market you're in. A lot of startups don't have $15,000 to invest in their accounting uh, people. We have a program that can be as little as $1,000 a year. It's an amazing opportunity because now you're painting value in terms of where it is. And it's an opportunity to eventually get that client in the door and sell them more solutions as we go on. Now, if you are an established business, this accounting firm would have a different marketing piece that would be going out towards that market. And they would say, there are many ways that we can help you save money on your taxes. It's not about the cost. It's about saving money on your taxes. Because at this stage of the game, it's more important because that's the pain point than an established business has. They don't want to be paying all of the taxes they're paying. So what do you do? We figure out the legal loopholes and the legal deductions and the legal opportunities that you can take that can lower your tax liability. And for the bigger companies, it's doing the opportunities that are there to make sure the audits are proper, to make sure that, again, you still have the tax savings in terms of what's there, but it's the audits, it's the making sure that whatever kind of investor Uh, books are needed, things along those lines, you've got that material available. And maybe it's having that dedicated project manager who's working with them to make sure that they are getting the handholding where the smaller clients don't need the same handholding. They just need that access to someone when necessary. And the way the conversion equation works in each of those steps is if I would have come out and say, and I'm going to throw a really bad headline out as an example, let's get your taxes done. There's absolutely no value and let's get your taxes done. Yeah. But, and I'm gonna use the established business here for a second, Did you do you know the number one expense every business has? That's going to elicit a follow-up, right? What is the number one expense? If you have a room of 100 people, maybe two or three will guess the right answer but 97% or so are not going to guess the number one um, expense. Taxes, do you know the number one expense most business owners have? If I then go into the engage, taxes are your number one expense. It is the number one killer of your bottom line. Again, I am making that follow-up. This is a strong follow-up for that accountant. The educate goes into what it is that we're providing. We can help you get the opportunities and the, again, the legal opportunities, the legal programs that can allow you to save significant funds in terms of what you have to pay for your taxes. Now, if you're looking at saving $100,000 on your taxes, that can be a significant benefit. The offer is going to be contact us here to do something. And again, it's not a consultation because a consultation here is not necessarily gonna make sense, but the consultation on that landing page can be the top five things you can do right now to reduce your tax liability. That can be the offer that somebody gets, they give the email address that allows me to market you. The way that you look at the process is going to be really important in terms of how you're moving it along. And it really doesn't matter on the industry. If I were to take Dell as a computer system, they have this same opportunity. But one of the things that Dell does by the way is, and it's amazing, they walk you through the process where your computer is even at as they're building it. So if you've got a large order of computers, you know the order's here, it's moved here, it's moved here, it's moved here. And by the way, the genius is that Dell, before they even build your computer, has your money. So they can buy the parts based on having that. So think about where you can work your genius in terms of all of those processes because a lot of you are, if you're an agency, you have outsourced people maybe that work with you. You can just book them right away. You don't have to have them on your payroll if that's not required. If you are in a general B2B marketing firm, again, what are you coming in and offering in terms of the services your company is providing these are all ways based on bringing in revenue based on the sales based on the marketing that got through because your customer realize your prospect realizes this is the problem they have they don't want or the solution they want but they don't have
0: Yes. So I think you just left our audience with several examples that really round it all out and make it super transparent and clear. I think that's fantastic, Jennifer. Is there anything else that you want to leave us with on the conversion equation?
1: When you do this, and I should have mentioned it earlier, the cold traffic average frequency is 100 touches. Conversion equation, it drops from five to 12 average touches. Think about what that's going to mean in terms of your business, in terms of the amount of times you need to touch someone and your sales team needs to reach someone to close an opportunity. When you properly utilize the conversion equation, the interrupt, the engage, the educate, the offer, you are going to make an incredible amount of difference in terms of increasing the likelihood of more business, And especially in the days where we are in a different world, the reality is COVID is here and who knows when life is going to get back to normal. Let's look at exactly what it is that we're doing to make sure that we're converting properly because people need to watch where they're investing their funds and you want to be where they're investing. So when you properly convey the value, people are going to be more likely going to want to shop with you as opposed to other people and do not have value. I can't stress that enough, the price as the value. Do not, do not, do not set your price as the key differentiator because then it's just a commodity. And if I'm a penny cheaper, the relationship is a penny and that's gonna get lost.
0: Price, price, do not set price as your value. <laughs> we will stop it right there but I think that's absolutely wonderful, Jennifer. Um, I think you left the, the conversation with a lot of tidbits of very great examples, rounding it all out on the conversion equation and how B2B companies can actually apply that to a marketing and why it's so important and relevant, especially right now and going into the future. Where can people find you online, Jennifer, and how can people connect with you? Absolutely. So you can find me at
1: bgsicoaching.com. Again, B-G-S-I as in Business Growth Strategies International Coaching.com. And by the way, there's a uh, free marketing uh, calculator that is on the website. So if you go to bgsicoaching.com, you can get the uh, free calculator so that you can see in your business exactly what it is that you are doing and how you can score your own marketing based on what is there. And you have that right there. And you can also catch me on LinkedIn under Jennifer R. Glass on LinkedIn.
0: LinkedIn, the place to be. So please go connect with Jennifer on LinkedIn and check out that fantastic calculator. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Thank you for connecting today. Thank you so much.